<laughs> yeah, highlight. Don't forget the real though. Yeah, yeah. I bet you won't turn me up. What's that you bumping? It ain't vibing hard enough. No, hey, no. Check my playlist, guaranteed you ain't here talk. From the indies to the mainstream, bringing all the stuff. Music talks for the Wayne and Janine. Run it up. Run it, run it. Pass that ox. Pass that That's what smoking will do to you, man. It make five minutes seem like an hour, or it make an hour seem like five minutes, and then you late to the podcast. <laughs> Dang, you know what I'm saying? Uh, you know, hey, glasses off. No hot tips here, man. Only hot tips when we soar enough high. One less, nonetheless. It's your boy. Your favorite neighborhood mediator. You already know what your man is. Your boy. B D W A Y N E. You know already know what it is. D Dub, some call me Dwayne. Dwayne Wade. Y'all already know man of many names. Oh, oh yeah, and a guy named Highlight Real too. What is happening, yes. ladies and gentlemen? It's your boy. We in the building, and of course, you already know. Joined by my one so also lovely, true one and only most beautiful. Well, you already know it. I alley you it to her and let her finish the rest because she can do it. What's good, everybody? Yes, turn up. It's your girl Janine, aka the Queen of Classic Bougie Thuggin. Here, yet another episode. Uh oh, no. Yes, sir. It's going down. Yes. Yeah, that shit had me. Fucking scared. I thought we had to walk out in a single file line for a second. <laughs> I already know what it is, bro. People are many sound effects up in this thing. Go ahead, Tina Clay. All right. So I know y'all hear a third voice, an unfamiliar voice, but it won't be unfamiliar for far too long. We have another North Side, All Side, North Side representative, somebody that's been an advocate for Black and Brown relations since forever and a day ago. Super suave, my good friend, artist Fresco Felipe, but I know him as Felipe. Welcome to the show. What's up? How's it going? <laughs> We're so happy to have you on. Thank you for making time for us. We appreciate it. I'm happy to be here. I'm always, I'm always happy to have a chat with an old friend. <laughs> for sure, for sure. For sure. Welcome, welcome. This is the land of oxes where we pass oxes around to tell people about the vibes of music, the styles, the history, and so much more, people. You never know what you're going to get from this very show, but you have to give it to the rest of the world. Again, we've been in my head from you guys. We are so sorry. Sometimes you take a little break from things. Sometimes you get a little too busy. But you're back. We're back. We bike. We bike, baby. For you, we missed you guys. Hope y'all missed us. I know you missed us. Oh, good. So, without further ado, 
Y'all already know what time it is. This is the part of the show where we go ahead and say, what in your ears? What's been your ears? Well, um, an artist by the name of Highlight Reel dropped a project that I am in love with, entitled yeah. Five. Shout out to Dwayne yeah. for putting out another project. Yes, yes. Thank you, thank you. You're I also you're you're so humble, but we're gonna give you your flowers. Uh, thank you guys. I do appreciate it. I mean, flowers are always appreciated. You know, I like to give it to the people. Y'all deserve the flowers, man, because you guys make the artiste. And when you guys like what the artiste put out, well, hey, it's just a party from there. You know what I'm saying? Because as our Miss Erica Badu say, we an artist and we sensitive about our ish. And you know what? When it comes out and the people love it, thank y'all. Thank y'all. But yes, what else you been listening to, Miss Janine? I've on? still been listening to Givian a lot. I just can't get off of his vibe. Um, if you have not checked out Givian yet, please do, because you won't be disappointed. Yeah. Um, I was listening to Alicia Keys the other day. I don't know what put it in my spirit to listen to her, but I think that I forgot just how amazing her voice is and how talented she is and how she had some singles for us. Um, so I was listening to her. Um, I was also listening to King Vaughn a lot these past couple of weeks and sadly today found out that he was fatally shot. So um, rest in peace to that young man, 26 years old, sad. But um, I, I, I was listening to him and found out today that he's no longer with us. Rest in peace, indeed. My goodness. Well, of course, let's alley oop this thing over to our guest of the evening, and let's see what he's been uh, vibing to this week. Uh, sir, Mr. Fresco, Mr. Felipe, sir. What's going on? So, uh, so actually, I've been listening to Smino. Um, he he's got a he's got a, a tape on SoundCloud called "She Already Decided," um, and uh, it's pretty much been my go-to, like, every time I spark up, every time, like, like I'm trying to, like, catch a vibe, like, I, I guess for a while now, for the last few weeks, um, and then, and shout out to my brother, my brother put me on to it, um, and I, I've just been, I've been fucking with him a lot, and then uh, Made in Tokyo had a, uh, had a project come out, too, that, that I've been bumping, uh, I guess. I guess it's been out for like two or three days. So the last like three days, or it could have been longer than that. I lose track of my days. <laughs> Don't we all? It's all Time right. is a, an opinion. Waste <laughs> <laughs> for no man. Right. <laughs> yeah, but it's dope. Jay Balvin has a track on on that album uh, that that's actually dope as hell. Um, and it's cool because like you see a lot of the, the mainstream collabs with, with Latin artists and, uh, and, and like hip hop artists, but like Made in Tokyo is like a little bit more of like a, like a eclectic collab, I guess you could say, uh, for, for an artist like J Balvin, but the, the track that they have together on that album, like rides, it's like, it's like really dope. It actually inspired me to uh, make the favorite, like my favorite song on um, 
on the mixtape that I'm dropping. Uh, yeah, so it inspired me to make like a started, I guess, diving more into uh, Spanish music because I, I felt like before I was limited to Spanish type music and I was like, eh, like I, I like Spanish type music, but I much prefer like, like stuff that I listened to growing up or like stuff that I listen to now, which is mostly like rap and hip hop. So it's like, uh, so I was like, damn, like I want to do shit in Spanish, but like, I like this style so much better. And I feel like I like ride on beats like this so much better. And then to like hear that like I could do that with the beats that I like, like, I think, I think it just like really like open my, open my like possibilities up, I guess. Yeah. Um, so, so like that shit was, this was an inspiration. And like the first song I made, uh, just with that inspiration is like my favorite song that I've ever made so far. So this is is pretty cool. I was actually going to ask you, um, you have a, you have a track on SoundCloud called Abstracts and at the end definitely pulled into the, the, the Spanish sounds. And I love it. Like the same way that I like when I hear rappers tap into their like reggae vibe, like touch with their culture or whatever. So yeah. I was gonna ask on this um on this mixtape, are you gonna do more of those type of things or are you gonna like dedicate a separate project to kind of leaning into that sound? So so this this first project that I'm doing, it, it, for me it kind of serves as like a showcase. Like okay. I wanna have like like my first project out to kind of say like this is what I can do. This is like this is my range of things that I can do, and it's kind of like a resume that you present, you know? So I, I want I want to be able to show people because I'm still at the stage where nobody's listening to me just because like I dropped something, you know what I'm saying? So like I'm, I'm showing this to people uh, in, in certain situations. So I want to have something that like different people can like listen to and fuck with. So I, like I've got songs on there that are straight like hip hop, uh, rap, type songs i have songs that are like spanish like i have a i have a reggaeton song on there i have uh i have that uh that song i was telling you about that has like a a mexican sample on it and stuff like that but i'm rapping in english and spanish so um i'm pretty sure from now on everything's gonna have at least a little bit of both in it like even when I'm rapping in Spanish, I'm like rhyming with English words and shit, just with the Spanish accent sometimes. <laughs> so like, I don't know, man. I, I just like I, I I speak half the time that I'm speaking, I'm speaking in Spanish, but then the music that I was making was only in English. Uh, so this just gives me a whole new like range of things to talk about and like different ways to like word things uh, and shit like that. So it's dope, man. It's it, it's really like I felt like it opened up my creativity. That's what. Love it, man. Love it. Creativity is always an amazing thing to open up. You know, get the get the gates flooded. You know what I mean? Just be like, hey, let's flow, people. Let's flow. Open it up. <laughs> uh, so, oh well, fam. I mean, what have boy, you been listening to? What's been in your ears? What's been in your boys' ears, man? Wow. Well, for starters, uh, in the beginning of today, I was actually 
strike. Checking out my Memphian, one of my Memphis brothers. And I want to shout out NLE Chopper for dropping mm. a project today. And I was checking out Darkness to Light. And you can tell, you know, he hit his 18th birthday. Uh, so he was dropping a, uh, a project for his fans and, and just showcasing his his growth, his maturity. And literally, I, you know, he has some songs. He got a really dope song with Big Sean that you guys should check out. But uh, Big Sean absolutely killed his verse on that, man. I felt like that was great, phenomenal job. Big Sean's Big Sean. You don't expect any less when he hops on. Uh, but man, it was it was really killer, kill, a killer collab. Um, but also, just a song. The the first song that I believe he had on there, and I have to double check to make sure I got that right. But the uh, first song that he had on there was actually really dope because again, it just showcased his growth and the fact that he's uh, maturing. Bryson is what he has it called, and I'm. I'm going to assume that's likely, you know, part of his first name, uh, his true name. But uh, Bryson is definitely a pretty, pretty popular track. Another track called Moonlight. Um, and, you know, just like I said, he's got a couple. So, you know, I had to check him out, you know. And I normally don't get into too much uh, street style rap. You got a long street style rap mixed with mumble rap. Because, like, I have to be in the mood for mumble rap sometimes. <laughs> and then street rap, again, like I said, even with being from Memphis, a lot of times it's just kind of like, never been my my full full thing just because i don't completely relate to it always but then still just sitting there listening to it man uh both a again supporting the memphian you know a native memphian doing his thing out here in the streets but then also just to see uh and hear his progress just at 18 says that the future's bright for him it's like yeah man uh can't wait to see how he continues to evolve as an artist so uh shout out to nle chopper um of course definitely our guest of the evening, you know, definitely was checking out, you know, Mr. Fresco and uh, mm-hmm. songs like Misunderstood, loving the vibe and the instant ride feels that that gave, you know what I'm saying? Today was a beautiful day in GA, so you already know it's windows rolled down, top yes. back, Misunderstood yes. playing as you're cruising and you're like, hey, this is a vibe, you know what I mean? I rock with this. Yeah, you know? that's, it. that's funny because that's the exact vibe that I was going for. Look, it fitted totally down to a T, and and MCM was another one that was uh, pretty interesting to listen to, man, you know, for sure. Uh, So, you know, shouts out to the artists, you know, for always just coming out with creativity. And um, yeah, man, and I just checked out quite a few things. Oh, and we'll get into this in the history part uh, of, of the show, but nonetheless, I found myself going back and listening to Good Kid, Mad City. Ah, uh, yes, like I said, I'll go into more detail about that album in terms of, uh, you know, our history portion. But nonetheless, you know, that that definitely took me on a journey for a sec, uh, going back and really listening to that album in full. I didn't realize some things that I realized when I went back and listened to it. <laughs> I didn't we'll realize. We'll get into that a little later. And then, of course, you know, I guess, you know, again, my co-host knows how humble I am. But yes, your boy dropped. <laughs> The final install installation of his three part EP series, God was the final and the final piece of what was left, uh, ladies and gentlemen. Periodically, those who have been regular listeners, you guys have known that 
and way back in May, we had me, which was the first drop. And then, of course, myself coming out uh, back in July, I believe that was. And then, of course, this is the final installment, which is God. And so it's been getting a very positive reception. It had a slight delay in its release. It was supposed to be the 30th of October, and the, 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 it delayed a little bit. But when it finally came out, I was happy that the world got to hear it. And again, the reception for you guys, from you guys, has been amazing. And I mean, goodness, Apple Music is showing me that you guys are really rocking with the kid. Because when you yeah. see those stars play, you're like, wow, this literally just came out and it's already got stars on track. So it's like, wow, okay, y'all rocking, rocking with it. Uh, so I, I want to salute everybody. And uh, like I said, man, this was actually my final project for the year. Uh, I do have a lot of stuff in store for y'all. So don't fear, don't worry, don't get sad. Uh, I'm going to focus on a few visuals probably and try to see if I can get some visuals going on with, you know, to, to give you guys before the end of the year if possible. Uh, but definitely uh, finishing up an album that's going to come out early May of next year and some other things, uh, some singles in between and all things like that. Maybe another EP or two in there as well. But like I said, Y'all stay tuned. More and coming in the meantime. Y'all just y'all keep rocking with your boy. I appreciate y'all. I salute y'all. And uh, yeah, me, myself, and God, man. Feel free to listen to those all three and four. They are all out now. You can see all three sequels. And uh, hey, let your boy know which one's your favorite. I guess you know. Let let me know which one's your favorite if y'all got a favorite. All right. Shout I out. thought. I thought that I had one, and when the next song came out, I was like, no, this is the one. The next song came out, I was like, no, this is the one. Shout out to Chosen. That that um song you and Chosen did together, yes. that energy, man, is something serious. Yes, that is that is my brother. I salute to Chosen. I love you, brother. I, it is always magic when me and him get together on songs. I just and, and and you know I'm here with Atlanta natives. You know, um, I'm partial. You know, partial Atlanta. I'm not completely 100. percent full-blooded Atlanta, but for the most part, I've lived here long enough to definitely call myself an ACL and adapted, you know, adopted as, as my co-hosts have greatly embraced me with the city, you know, and uh, but Chosen, man, I'm glad you related to that because that was a true Atlanta track. I mean, Chosen is Atlanta yeah. to a T, straight out of, I believe, Clayco, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, so, Clayco you know, is wild, Georgia. Yeah, Never mind. that was that Clayco representing that you heard on that. So, you know what I mean, my boy? It's where you, it's where you yeah. did what? Yeah. Talk about it, Link. It's fine. Look, <laughs> see, see? But, uh, yeah, man, that that being said, but like I said, uh, you know, threw a little Neo Soul in there for the week as well. And it's just it's just been overall, it's been, a, it's, been a, it's been a real vibey type of week, though, man. So, you know, been in the vibe for a lot. dope that, that now if, like, um, like an Apple Music or a title or a Spotify, like you can listen to whatever your vibe is that day. Like you're not limited to what's playing on the radio or what you had time to torrent and download. Like everything is at your fingertips. So like, you can go back to something. Like I was listening to like songs from like the 50s and 60s a couple of weeks ago. It's just so, it's just so accessible. I, I was actually thinking about like what that means for like artists that like pretty much like all the music that's ever been made is now like, excuse me, it's available. Yeah. So it's like, it's like, there's so much music that people have like yet to discover mm -hmm. that's so good from like, so like from like as long as music has been recorded and then 
yet every day you have more and more artists putting out more and more music like it gets so much harder to like like create something that people want to listen to because they have everything you know so uh, I was I was actually thinking about that today it's like so like what's the formula like how do you get heard or like how do you create something and it really just comes down to like making shit that's like different like it has to be different otherwise you you don't even like get a second listen because there's there's so many people doing the same thing and like I feel like like just people in general like we go into cycles where it's like it like it gets really poppy and everybody's listening to the same thing and then like everybody gets tired of it and they're looking for like new shit and like weird shit and that's when you have like weird eras in music and like experimental and then like the cycle continues i love it i love it so ladies and gentlemen i you know that's pretty much what we've been vibing to that's been what's in our ears you know of course if you're out there and you're listening we would love to hear your comments. You know, y'all already know. Y'all know how we do. Y'all fam, we fam. We, we, this is what we do. We converse. So y'all already know. We want to hear from y'all, man. What y'all been vibing to this week? Who been in y'all ears? You know what I'm saying? What genres? All that good stuff, man. We wants to know and hear from y'all. All right. So make sure y'all leaving in those comments. If you listening, watching it on YouTube. You know what I'm saying? All that good stuff. Make sure y'all let us know who y'all vibing to, and we're going to try to shout y'all out on the next episode. You know what I'm saying? All that good stuff. You know what I mean? So, in the meantime, let's go ahead and talk a little history, man, because we ain't been with y'all for a while. You know what I'm saying? been a little minute. So, it's a lot of lot of history musically, and I would like to shout out OTS guys on Instagram, OTS on Facebook. You know what I'm saying? Shout out to OTS because OTS is the very platform that is always bringing you historic facts. So mm-hmm. we're gonna talk about some uh, some some key 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 artists. We're gonna talk about some key artists and and anniversaries, if you will, of certain projects. So let's start with the most recent that actually has been posted. Uh, twenty four years, y'all. It has been twenty four years since Tupac. That's right, Tupac released the Don Kill Illuminati the seven day theory two months after his death it has been 24 years since That's this wild. project isn't it crazy y'all 24 years I just imagine that's almost pretty much just about isn't it? Oh. I don't know <laughs> It's funny. It's funny that he uh, he brought up uh, Tupac because I, I was watching the Hip Hop Evolution episode about like Tupac and Biggie and the like East Coast West Coast beef. Yeah, it was, it's, it's so interesting how how Tupac went from being like this artistic like like kind of like a, a rebel, but like like a social rebel. Yeah, it is. And then, like, and then the whole thing with, like, Big happened, and he got shot, and he, he yeah. thought it was Big, or, like, maybe it was. Uh, and then it just changed everything, and he went down this route that ended up leading to his death. So, it, I it's think just, it's, it's been hard to, like, be critical of our heroes, right? But, like, now in retrospect, do you feel like Tupac was, like, 
I don't want to say being like a poser per se, but like, how did you start, like you said, poetic, revolutionary, you know, a social warrior to now I'm thug life? Well, I mean, it, it really just comes down to like getting into certain things. I mean, like, like, like you could get introduced to that lifestyle later on in your life. And, and I mean, That's if you true. have, he was still he, young and he, yeah. And he had the means and like, he had Suge kind of like, like, kind of like introducing him to it and stuff like that. And it was just like the timing of like how things went down. It just like set him up for like, to have like all this angst in jail and then to have Suge and like kind of guide that angst in like a certain direction. Um, it, I mean, I, I don't think it was poser of him because he, he was always like a hothead and stuff like that. Yeah. And, um, so like, I, don't, I would, yeah, I would never, I would never call Tupac a poser. Never call Tupac a poser. <laughs> I think it's interesting that pe- at, at how people are selective with their judgment because people often will say like, oh, like Chris Brown is now trying to be street or whatever when... Yeah he's a singer but could that not be like the the same type of situation like I started here but this is what I'm introduced to now yeah I mean yeah I guess it's a little bit of both man because it is so much part of the culture and like like I mean there's so there's so much like 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 drug smuggling and like like uh money laundering and stuff that happens mm-hmm. through hip-hop that like you you just kind of like get into it or it gets into your situation so um i mean i don't know like if, if justin bieber can can be hood then anybody can, <laughs> can he though negative i mean <laughs> i mean he, he he be with people and stuff you know like he do be with people. That's a fact. <laughs> I don't know, man. I just, I just feel like once you have money, you can, you can get into whatever you want to get into, and yeah. like, usually, usually, money is tied to like illegal activities in some way or form. Like, the more money you get, the closer you get to like illegal shit, whether it's like tax fraud or or whether it's like money laundering and shit like that. And and the more money that you make, the more dangerous it gets. More money, more problems. More money, more problems. More money, for more sure. Problems. Come on now. And so, speaking of that, because like I said, we got tons of history to get into, y'all. Another historic artist who still alive, by the grace of God, he's still alive, of course, still making moves. And he's not just a businessman. He's a business man you know what i mean that's right that's right you already know mr jay-z yet another 23 year anniversary in this particular oh wow it has been 23 years since jay-z dropped his sophomore album in my lifetime volume one so now again I know there's some ATLians in the building, you know, so we know that Jay-Z, of course, is, is you know, he's a legend, he's a goat, he's, he's amongst a lot of people's tops, you know, things of that nature. But is this a project, to, you know, that ever stuck with you guys? Were you guys really feeling this project back at that time? Or 
Were you not quite on that Jay-Z train yet? What, what, what were your thoughts when this album came out? So I I heard every, all of the Jay-Z that I heard was way later. Uh, I, I got into Jay-Z and like really like got into his old albums, like once it had been out for years. Uh, so I, I kind of went through them all kind of in the same like few months where I was like really on a Jay-Z kick. I was like, yo, this guy is like, He's like one, he's like the best rapper alive. <laughs> um, and and I like I got into it and I got into all the albums and then I mean you have like Blueprint and the Black album and um and and like all of these like iconic albums with like with uh with songs that everybody has heard and that everybody like has to know. Um, uh, so I feel like especially like. I don't know. There, there was a, there was definitely a few that I overlooked or that I listened to like one or two times through, and then was kind of done with it quickly. Uh, but I, I would definitely want to like go back and spend more time and like actually like get into his older stuff, especially. Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. I mean, notable songs that came from this very album, "Always Be My Sunshine." Uh, released October 14th, 1997, which is the actual year of when the actual album came out. Go figure, 1997. What a great year. Uh, the City is Mine, released February 3rd, 1998. And of course, Wishing on a Star, which was March 11th, 1998. So a lot of you guys, unless you're like true, 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 true hardcore Jay-Z fans, may not remember how those were. But then again, this was the sophomore album, y'all. So this is album number two for Jay-Z on what would then just go on to be one heck of a resume from this point on. Speaking of artists and resumes, we have another artist that's celebrating an anniversary of an album, a guy by the name of Wale. Ladies and gentlemen, it has been nine years, nine years since Wale dropped his album, Ambition. Ladies and gentlemen, Ambition. Ambition, ambition, ambition. To my Wale heads out there, and I know we got some in the building. What was y'all thoughts on when that album came out at that given time? You know, being a part of the Maybach music gang at that time, you know what I'm saying? What are y'all thoughts on Ambition when that album dropped? I feel like it reminds me of a time, like, I don't know, like, I I definitely, that wasn't an album that, like, I sat with and, like, I, I, I listened into or anything like that but I definitely remember where I was at that time and riding around and it playing in the car so it gives me memories it gives me a vibe so clay code days no I was not <laughs> clay <-co. laughs> come on now not oh. in clay <laughs> come on. yeah oh, man. I don't yeah I mean I'm not even gonna flex and try to act like I remember that album per se. Like, I like Wale as an artist, and and there's definitely a, a I if I really sat down and thought about it, there's probably a few songs um, that that I fuck with. But I don't think I've ever really listened to like an album straight through like that, um, which is which is weird. It, it just goes back to the fact that there's so much music out and there's so many artists. Like, there's people that I'll hear that I haven't heard in a long time, and I'll be like, "Oh man, I've been meaning to like listen to more of them." Yeah. Come on, man. 
Yeah, so I, I that's why I be getting on these weird kicks where I like listen to the same artist for like months. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's 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 something. It's something. You're right because there's tons of artists out here, so a lot of times it's tough to really really get on a project unless it catches a whole lot of hype, and then it's just to a point where you're like, okay, I gotta check this project out because you're hearing it on every street corner. You're hearing everybody and their mama talk about it. Must be some type of hype behind it, which we'll get into, but. Featured songs that were that were notable in this in this album, which did drop in 2011. Uh, Ch- Chain Music released September 2nd, 2011. Bates released September 2nd, 2011. Lotus Flower Bomb, which is probably the most notable mm-hmm. song from this very mm-hmm. album. Um, Focused released October 18th, 2011, and Sabotage featuring Lloyd, January 31st, 2012. So. Shouts out to Wale for ambition and celebrating nine years since the release of that very album. And of course, we can't forget my guy, which we talked about, and he said we would talk about this. My guy, Kendrick Lamar. It has been eight years since Good Kid Mad City released into the streets. And man, ha! I mean, you talked about with sat with with ambition, thinking about the times you were at that time. <laughs> Good kid, Mad City had me thinking about the times I was in when that album dropped, and how Kendrick's rise just shot up so quickly. I remember hearing so much about this Kendrick Lamar guy, like man. Kendrick you need to listen to Kendrick. Guy. You need to listen to Kendrick. I'm like, Kendrick? Who's Kendrick? Kendrick who? You know, like, and and man, I ain't gonna lie, I was slow to get on the Kendrick Lamar train. I was very, very slow. But the crazy thing about that album is I appreciate it so much more now than I probably did then. And that's not a knock on it from then. You know, of course, it was like, I just know that at that time, I wasn't completely on Kendrick just yet back then. And so now when I listened to it recently, there was not a single song that was skippable on that album to me. I felt like this album needs to be a movie right now. <laughs> the way that album is constructed. I mean, sheesh. Man, I can see now kind of why it has that hype amongst people of being like his best album per se. But y'all, what do y'all think? It was the it was the second best rap album that year behind uh behind Macklemore and Ryan Lewis. Mm-hmm. <laughs> y'all remember that that Grammy snub? I remember that. I I uh this was crazy. <laughs> like that was the day. That was the day that I like because you would you would watch the Grammys and like a certain album would win and you're like, okay, yeah, that was the right choice. And then like there would be a few years where you were like, what the fuck are they doing? Like no. And then like that's where it started, where I was like, no, there's no fucking way that <laughs> How did this Ryan Lewis and Macklemore's album. And then um, it's funny because me and my brother were actually talking about this earlier today. Um, and then like, uh, was uh, was it Cardi B that beat out like J Cole? And Nip. 
Oh yeah, yeah, that was. Yeah. It's crazy, man. So I feel like, I feel like ever since Drake gave that speech that one time, uh, about like about the Grammys, I feel like they fell off since then. Like now, nobody gives it. Like people give a fuck about winning a Grammy, but like people don't give a fuck about like what the Grammys say or who the Grammys say is is the best artist or what the best album was. I think that's how people feel about all of these award shows. I think oh, yeah. I think because we don't need an award show to tell us what's hot, like the proof is in the pudding. Like yeah. artists have a direct to consumer relationship now because of Instagram, because of SoundCloud, because of et cetera. So like I don't need you to tell me I'm good. Yeah. You know? Um, which is a quick segue into something that happened recently, the BET Hip Hop Awards. There was some controversy because for artist of the year, Meg the Stallion won over Lil Baby. And there was some controversy of was that the correct win, or did y'all give her that win based off of the situations that's happening between her and Tori? I feel like I feel like that's not a reason to give anybody an award. Like if she got it, it's got to be off merit, and like she did have a great year, and and I guess like when you get down to awards like that, like best artist of the year, like how do you determine that? Um, like you either gotta gotta go like straight by numbers, or like the work otherwise that it just becomes like yeah, otherwise it becomes subjective, um, and and art like is yeah. naturally subjective so it's going to be different to everybody and received differently by everybody so there's no way to really tell like what's better or not unless yeah. you like go by the numbers but then i don't know then that's when you get the most like vanilla shit if you just go by the numbers yeah love it love it you know and that is definitely a, an amazing subject because that you brought up because that's something to definitely talk about on a future episode. It's a time to call it quits with these award shows. Stay tuned, like y'all. You never know. <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll definitely say mm-hmm. that for a future subject for you guys. In the meantime, but nonetheless, again, I don't know. Oh man. How, so how many beers have you had? Just these two. Oh, that's nice. I just had to. I just had to keep keep my mouth moist. Moist <laughs> is such an uncomfortable word. Oh, I love the word moist. Yeah, like I feel like it's almost an onomatopoeia. Onomatopoeia. Yeah, because it because it sounds like what it means, like moist. You almost have it to. It like, definitely does sound. You almost important. have to drool a little bit when you say like moist. Mm. So <laughs> uncomfortable. <laughs> Tell me about it. It's almost as uncomfortable as getting cut off in the middle of a segue. But hey, I mean, hey, it's fine. Yeah. And then coming back, and we're like moist. moist. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like ooh. somebody is passing the fuck out because you just whispered ooh. moist into the mic. <laughs> <laughs> you know, what I'm like yeah, there you go. You know what I'm saying? But like, yeah, what can we say, people? This this is just this is never what happens on shows like Passed Off. But this is what we're here for. This is why we know you missed us. We missed you too. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but uh let's transition because uh we 
we got Atlanta in the building. Yeah, you know I mean, more specifically, North Atlanta, baby. Oh, off in the building. Oh. No, no, no. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? That's how we say it in the M, you know what I'm saying? No, no. But uh yo, let's 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 let's, let's, let's make this an ATL meet conversation. Now I have something that pondered to me that I would love to ask some true ATLians right here, right now. You know, major market cities always seem that have, you know, multitude of rappers. I know in Memphis, and, and, I, and I'll tell you guys where this conversation kind of brewed. Um, Country Black, a member of 3-6 Mafia, was inter- being interviewed on Vlad TV. And in Memphis, with the rappers such as the Young Dolphs, the NLE Choppers, the, you know, the 3-6 Mafias, and, you know, so many, you know, like the Yo Gotti's, you know, there's there's this title that always goes around this thing being called the king of memphis right who's the king of memphis who's the one that's taking the whole city and just running the city right now you know what i'm saying and and country black completely shut it down by basically saying look the real king of memphis is dj paul who is you know a part of three six mafia and just mentioning the fact that you know, and of course, I believe he mentioned Juicy J as well, because they also was like, well, wait, Juicy J, you know, and he was like, hold up, hold up now, you know, and he was basically saying, in a way, they both were the king of Memphis, the true kings of Memphis, in the sense of what they've done for the city, and literally legitimately getting the key to the city, and just so many different things and aspects and, and, and the effect which allowed me to think of this current subject, this meat subject for my ATLians here. All these, these major market cities, LA, New York, you know, a Memphis, you know, a Chicago. It seems like cities always, you know, with these multitude of rappers, there's always this title of coming for this throne of, Who's the king of their respective city? So I ask you guys, especially being from the north side, is there truly a king of Atlanta? Would you even say there's a king of Atlanta or a queen? Sorry, Queen of Clatchet. We can say a queen as well. You know, I mean, I know there's a lot of women rappers out there as well. Sorry, ladies. <laughs> but just, just to throw this out there, I mean, would you guys, is there, I don't recall anyone unless it's T.I., but he always said King of the South. He never really quite said King of uh-huh. Atlanta. Right, so, I think he, yeah. You know, y'all tell me, is there a king or queen yeah. of Atlanta? I think it's hands down three stacks. Like, no questions asked. Like, it's gotta be, it's gotta be Andre. There's, like, Andre's one of the best rappers of all times, and of all time, and, like, like, like probably like maybe like top five when it when it comes down to like all around like flow bars like everything like like Andre was on some crazy crazy shit like like the kind of shit that you listen to multiple times and still like catch a new thing and say oh yo he said this this way because he meant this also 
Um, so I think I think as far as like somebody who's like like old school kind of a thing, but also like his bars and everything will hold up like to any song that's out right now. Like the shit that he was putting out is, is just as good as anything that's out right now and better. Um, so I think for me personally, I think it would be Andre. I like that answer a lot. I don't know. I think that there's little mini kingdoms in Atlanta. So we have a bunch of Kings. I think, I think off top, I would say tip because he named himself King and, um, he's like West Side Atlanta through and through, and he's been able to really elevate past just being like a trap rapper or whatever. Um, sometimes I want to say Killer Mike because even though musically maybe you don't respect him, his involvement in the community is notable. So I would say Killer Mike sometimes. Sometimes I want to say Two Chains because his swag and everything just embodies what an Atlanta dude is. You know what I'm saying? So it just depends. Yeah, two two chains is definitely definitely underrated. Like, yeah. I feel like I have this conversation with people like all the time, but like, two chains is is crazy with it. Like everything that he drops, like every verse that I've ever heard from him, if it's not like if it's not like the best verse I ever heard, at least it's fucking like outlandish and crazy and fucking memorable. memorable. Yeah. Yeah. So he 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 never you never hear a two chains verse that like something uh like from it doesn't stick with you have you guys heard that that uh that quarantine thick song yep <laughs> that, shit, that shit is hard i that love shit. two chains titty boy as i like to call him though yes him titty, boy. titty boy titty boy yeah oh. round around i'm getting i remember that man titty boy me riding around and getting it in 96 <laughs> cavalier thinking that like oh my gosh <laughs> That was a time to be alive. I love it. I love it. You guys. See, and this is how I know. This is why I had to make this. The meat of this is definitely completely Atlanta-based. So, Derek, go ahead. Call this the Atlanta Takeover. Call it the King (laughs) of Atlanta. There's a lot of different titles you can go with, Derek, because trust me, this is Atlanta-dominated at this point. Uh, Now, I must ask you this question, then, because I like how my co-host here mentioned many kingdoms of some sorts you know are these many kingdoms broken down by the areas north south east west since we have atlanta rappers from pretty much every region of atlanta i mean like if that's the case then if you took all of these regions and you made yourself a mount rushmore I need to know your Mount Rushmore right here, right now, based off one from each region. So I need someone to be from the north, someone to be from the south, the east, and the west to make up your Mount Rushmore. Go ahead, my ATV. Who who wants to go first? Well, east side, um, we got to go future. All right. <laughs> the, 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 that is our ratchet kingdom. You know, that is where we go to have a good time. You know what I mean? Mm. Um, West side between Tip and Killer, like I said earlier. Um, if I'm not mistaken, Two Chains is from the South Side, if I'm not mistaken. The North is, hey man, 
Hey, Fresh go for the heat, bro. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, who else we gonna name? And, and he said that he's the king of, of the North on some Jon Snow shit. So, hey, Yo. he claimed it. <laughs> no, so, no, nah, to, to pick your, your, your North side person, you gotta pick your favorite Migo. My favorite Migo. Your favorite Migo. There we go. Hey, it's Fresco Philippe again. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> hey, good play, my man. Good play. Good play. Good play. Nah, but Either for real, way. who's your favorite Migo? Offset's my favorite Migo. Hey. I mean, we're, what, he, what he does in his marriage is his business, but <laughs> but when it's good, it's good. I like it. And I like the fact that he did his little breakdancing type number on the award show too, to show that he's not too cool to dance. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Offset's jiggy, man. It's yeah. funny because I, I like, I, we, I have these types of conversations all the time with people. Um, and like, we usually agree that like, uh, Quavo is like obviously like the swaggiest and like the the hook guy, and then uh, Takeoff has like the bars, like straight bars, like crazy bars, and then Offset's like that good combination of like like taking the like swaggy like like flows and like catchy hooks and shit, and like and still like throwing in like bars into it. So I mean, I I like. I like Offset as well too, but man, sometimes man, Takeoff just goes off on on some songs, on some verses. Yeah. Um. So that he's like he's like the people's champion. I feel like he's the people's champ. <laughs> and then I mean, with with the other zones, the only one I could probably disagree with is like Eastside. Gotta be Gucci. Like. Oh yeah, <laughs> that's a fact. Shout out to yeah. Gucci. He just released a book, ladies and gentlemen. If you oh yeah, yeah. Shout out to you go check that out. Shout out to my homegirl Erica because if you have the book, you might want to hit up Film by Erica because she's actually, even though she's living in LA, she is an ATLian native. Okay, living and repping out there in LA, and they are starting a book club. For that very book by Gucci, so oh, you still got a chance dope. to join it. So y'all might want to make sure y'all get that Gucci book. Hit up filmed by Erica. That's right on IG, filmed by Erica, and just say, hey, yo, it's too late to get up in the book club with Gucci because we want to, you know, we trying to be great. <laughs> All right, that's enough for that plug. But ladies and gentlemen, yes, yeah, so Gucci. Ah, that's actually it. yeah. Yeah, it's got to be it. if you're doing a Mount Rushmore of Atlanta. It's got Gucci got to be on there. Mm. So then could like future be his like hand of the king? <laughs> I mean, I I was just I was just <laughs> naming my my top. He's like, future. I'm not about to give you a whole kingdom. Listen, this is who the king Right. Is. <laughs> uh but I mean, yeah, future is definitely he's he's transcendent in, in his own way and, and he's evolved music in a big way to like what it is today. Like he he him and like like T-Pain low-key like like changed yeah. the auto-tune game and like made everything like so different and like so groovy and introduced like like mm -hmm. like we wouldn't have Lil Baby today if we if Future wouldn't have come first and T-Pain wouldn't have come first with, yeah. with like the auto-tune and like because like before you were rapping you know it was like it was very like 
percussive flows and like um like getting the melodies involved and in, into rap has like it's definitely changed the game for sure love it i love it i love it now again i am a partial atlian here so you know i'm i'm not too good with regions you know, I know Gwinnett is always the north side, of course. That's obviously okay. what I rep when it comes to Atlanta because, well, pretty much grew up on the north side. So, okay. yeah, I mean, when it comes to the section of Atlanta, I'm always going to rep the north side because, well, that's pretty much where I grew up. So, nonetheless, I will say I noticed I didn't hear Outcast anywhere in this. I didn't hear uh, Waka for any reason in this. Now, I hope that's not because he endorsed you know who, which will not be named, shall not be named. I hope he didn't lose any points for that, people. Uh, we, but we love Walker. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, Walker but he playing. he on the south side, and we were just we were just talking about two chains and how like Walker's from the south side, right? I'm not tripping. Yeah, he's from Clayco too, right? If I'm not um, mistaken. Yeah. So I mean. I don't know. Two Chains is like one of my favorite rappers, so like I, I, it would be hard for me to put Walk above him. And then I had, I had already said like Andre, like in general, like mm-hmm. all of Atlanta. He oversees then, everybody. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Right. So, um, so, I mean, but like Big Boy too. I mean, obviously, no disrespect to Big Boy. Yeah. Um, because he was he was doing his own thing, but um, I just feel like on the level of like artistry, uh. Like if you get into like like Grammy critics and shit like that, um, <laughs> then then you, you he was doing some crazy shit, mm-hmm. okay. and even like even in his like recent like recent verses, like even though they come so rarely, uh, he he just always fucking delivers, man. Yeah, love it, love it. Uh, some more names that I noticed were not mentioned in this uh, category of Mount Rushmore. So I didn't hear a Young Jeezy, a Ludacris. You know what I'm saying? I didn't Damn, hear Luda. any of these names. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Luda, Luda, was, Luda was my first favorite rapper ever. Yeah. I feel like this is the thing, and this is what I was thinking about earlier, and I was kind of what I touched on, the fact that growing up, when I grew up here, you didn't realize how dope it was to be from Atlanta, right? Like when I was growing up, it was cool to be from everywhere else because everybody called us country. But then in retrospect, like we really were able to take the entertainment industry by the throat and have not let up, whether it be from music to now everybody's coming here for acting and for hosting because that's the thing now, Um, you know, like just, just different things. So like we have so much talent you forget, <laughs> you forget how, how, how many dope artists we have. Cause Luda yeah. is legendary and I don't think he gets the flowers he deserves right. a lot of times. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's crazy. It's crazy because like, I, I was always like very defiant of like the, is especially New Yorkers, man. You know how New Yorkers are. Yeah. And then like, and they would be in the, in, in class and shit. And like, no, I'm not from here. I moved here, I'm from New York. Sorry, right, go back to New York, bro. Like, like nobody <laughs> yeah. asked me. So that that always gave me a very like defiant attitude about like music or anything from anywhere else. I'm like, man, man, we got shit here too, and like 
like our shit is just as good if not like better than anything that y'all are doing and like because like there's a there's a swag about atlanta like you've got you've got the the big city like uh i guess like kind of like the the griminess that comes with like opportunity and growth and shit like that like there's always like a sketchiness um that comes with that but but so you have that and you have like the advances uh that you get from like big cities and so you're like always up to date with like the latest music and shit like that so you're doing high level shit but then you've got that like southern swag that like I feel like nobody else has and I feel like it, it is that like combination of like like being country and just like like just straight confidence and shit like that that uh that you get from like that like old school type of mentality um so I yeah I was I was always just so like felt like Atlanta versus the world like even it's, it's crazy because I wasn't born here I I mean I clearly like I moved or my parents moved me to Atlanta when I was like a baby. Like I wasn't even one yet. So I grew up in Atlanta. Like I, I felt like, I feel like I was born in Atlanta. Um, but yeah, like, I don't know. It's just, it, I, I always have taken like so much pride in like being from Atlanta. Like anytime I've lived anywhere else or anything like that. And like, like I've been to a lot of places in the world, but like, it, it just wasn't right. Like I would always find something where it's like not as cool as Atlanta. Like I was in Paris and I was like, yeah, but they don't got wings though. Like <laughs> they don't got lemon pepper hot. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> they ain't got Chick-fil-A though. Right. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh man, I love it. Y'all, y'all are giving like some real good answers. You know, I mean, this is a very something that I'm shoot I, I'm so happy that I was able to spark this conversation because <laughs> Atlanta natives if you're listening and watching we need to know your thoughts do you agree with their Mount Rushmore based off zones here or do you have something different I also forgot to mention Lil John, the king of crunk yeah king yeah, yeah. right east side boys just saying John and the east side boys like I said we got a long, 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 long. We have kings and lords. We have so much talent. We we can fill up the kingdom. We have places for everybody. <laughs> you, you remember when Lil, Lil Scrappy was the prince of Atlanta? Oh, no, he was the prince of Crunk. Prince of Crunk. He was the prince of Crunk. He was the prince of Crunk. <laughs> That's there funny. You, go. you see what I'm saying? Like, so many artists, so much talent. Oh, nobody oh, talked about Draco. <laughs> Soldier boy, yeah, that's that's one that's the one we're missing. You see, soldier boy, yet another. Yeah, he's somebody's prince for sure. <laughs> there you go, and and that just goes to show why this is an important and must-have conversation because Atlanta continues to evolve with the artistry. Yeah, you got sure. dope artists like Fresco out here, man. Nah, <laughs> I, I was I was about to say I was about to say Jid, Jid. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Black. Yeah. Damn man. Yeah. Six see. black. Six. Jid, Jid. Atlanta got man. That's crazy. It's like the best is yet to come. Yeah. We're like, we're like, damn. That's crazy. We're like about to reach like the the pinnacle of Atlanta music right now. Like we're we're probably in it right now, and people are gonna look back into this point in time, and it's probably gonna start with like Jeezy and 
and like Gucci and like go into like future and shit like that. And then you got you got like a little baby and you got Uzi and you got wait no Uzi's not from Atlanta. Right? Yes he is. Uzi yeah. is from Atlanta, isn't he? I thought he's from Atlanta. Let's settle this right now. He's from like no childish is from like Snailville and like Decatur. No. <laughs> yeah, he, he's from he's from Decatur Stone Mountain. Um I don't think he's from Uh but yeah, and I mean you got I think I think Jid is like the best like young rapper right now. And damn, but little baby man, little baby. Oh yeah, 21. 21. Well, he's British, is he not? He's not yo in in that case, I'm Mexican and I'm not from Atlanta. Come on. So we have to take back. <laughs> yeah so Come now on. it's got to be Come offset on. yeah like Lil Uzi is from Philly that's right he's from Philly see? See? we just fact checked okay fact checked. Yeah. and you got Cardi Cardi reps the A no yeah. Cardi 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 Playboy right yeah Playboy Cardi yeah Playboy, Playboy Cardi. Cardi wrong yeah, Cardi yeah. Sorry. Oh yeah, no, 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 not Cardi B. <laughs> I like, I Gra- Grammy Award winning Cardi B. <laughs> not Grammy yeah. Award winning. Not Grammy. Oh my! Wow. Which didn't did she win uh, Best Album last year? Best Rap Album last year? Gosh. Whenever she it. put out um, her first album, she won. Yeah, Invasion of Privacy. Yeah, that was the year before last. I feel like. Oh yeah, yeah. So See? so much time has time passes so fast. It's crazy. Passes. It's been like three years. It's still 2020. Right. It's still 2020, ladies and gentlemen. I'm telling you, this just goes to show. Again, y'all let us know who y'all got. Current, future, past, anything. Who's in your Mount Rushmore right now? If you're an Atlanta baby, that is, you got to be a Grady baby to qualify for this very, very subject. You know what I'm saying? Hence why y'all didn't hear it from me, because I'm not a Grady baby. However, I embrace the city because I've been in it long enough where I can tell you some stuff. But these two right here got much more longevity than I do. So therefore, they are qualified for a conversation such as this. However, now, before we call this thing a close, want to do a little thing called an artist spotlight where we shine the spotlight on our artist of the hey. evening mr fresco and sir tell the people what got you into music those who would want to check out your music why they should check your music out give them your story give them who fresco felipe is um Okay, uh, so I guess I, I really uh, got into music just because I've always I've always like really been into like listening to music and, and like digesting and dissecting songs and stuff like that. Um, so I felt like I, I had a good ear for it. Um, and then when I was introduced to like making music, uh, I would hear the music that other people were making. I was like, no, you're doing this wrong. You're doing this wrong. And it, it made me decide like, well, like if you think that you can do it, then you like do it and like write a song. And like, I feel like the first song I ever wrote was like 
good, <laughs> you know? <laughs> um, and it, it was like, it was like good for the time and it was like, it was stupid and it, it was like fun and it was different. Um, but like that made me think like, man, this shit's like stupid and, and different. Like nobody's gonna like this. Like people like this, like people, you gotta be this type of person for people to like fuck with your music. Um, and like here and there, I would have opportunities to do it again, but um, it wasn't until recently that I, I, I don't know, I just like, I kind of just fucking was in quarantine and I bought a mic because uh, I had written, I had been writing some like verses down and I was like, man, I want to record some of these. And uh, I started making songs and I started liking my own shit. And I was like, man, like this, this is like good. And then so I started showing people, like once I got comfortable enough with it to where I liked it myself, I started showing people and I started getting like really good reactions uh, from it. And it just, it just kind of like hyped me up. And then I just kept making music that I liked. Um, and, and I got to the point where like just the process of like creating something different and creating something that I would like play in my car and like jam to I'm like, yo, this shit, this shit goes hard. Like I would listen to it even if it wasn't me. Um, so just the process of it is so fun. Uh, and, and I feel like, uh, I feel like I'm, I'm expressing or I'm getting something out of myself, uh, that it just feels good to get it out of me. Um, and then if anybody else listens to it and likes it, like, that's, uh, like, even cooler. Like, I've, I've had people, like, you know, like, like, tell me, like, yo, I heard your music and it's really dope. Like, like, definitely keep going. You know, like, when people say the words keep going, like, to tell somebody to invest more time and effort into something that's traditionally so, like, uh, I guess not traditional or, like, something that you don't pursue um for people to tell you to spend more time in it like this is kind of a big commitment um so like i don't know i i really take it as a compliment and like to really just be having fun and expressing myself and for people to enjoy that and to like give them some type of feeling um i think i think is, is the cool part about it and i just think that like my personality and like the way that i think about things and the way that I'm not afraid to say whatever's on my mind uh, just kind of makes for like a interesting take on life. Uh, so if, if I can like kind of like get that onto a track and, and really express my personality through a track, I think uh, I think it's something that people will like. And then it's, it's refreshing, man. I just feel like my music is different. Um, it's just like it's it's not like if, if you hear it, you're not going to hear like what you're expecting from a regular rap track. Like there's going to be some elements of it and stuff like that. Um, but it's definitely different. Like it's not, it's not what everybody else is doing. Uh, and like, yeah, I feel like it, I don't know, like when I, when I listen to it personally and obviously I'm biased, but when I hear it, like, it's like, I'm forced to like, like pop to it. And then like certain parts, I'm like, Oh shit. Like, Oh shit. And, and like, <laughs> Uh, so like, I don't know, I get, it's just, it's just different. It's refreshing. It's something that like you can get into and like get hyped just like you would about anything else, but it's different. And, and you can feel like, Oh, like I, like I, like I found this guy he's very different. He, he'd be rapping in like Spanish and shit. And like, like, 
he's like you know he's like from the north side of atlanta and like grew up in this like diverse environment and shit like that it's like weird i don't know kind of like what, what we were talking about Gwinnett in general and like how there's how there's people from all over the world and it just provides you like these different experiences and like like the references that i make aren't references that all rappers make because they didn't grow up with like an indian kid that you would talk shit about manchester united with and shit like that it's like the kind of shit that like 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 you fucking like have a trap house in your neighborhood and also you have the valedictorian in your neighborhood and then like like it is it's just weird it is very different and like very cool upbringing and i just feel like like the shit that i'm talking about it's just different it's not the shit that you're used to hearing from from this type of music and then now that i've included like spanish into it it definitely like like if you like spanish music and you like english music especially right now like that like like the the top song in the world right now is bad bunny and uh and jay cortez like the in the world the number one song is, is in spanish and then obviously people have listened to american music for a long time so i feel like it's just i have this like kind of like like huge vast like platform uh that that i can like pull different things from and like kind of like different people that i can reach that like if you like spanish music which clearly a lot of people do because it's the number one song in the world like the number one artist in the world is bad bunny um i think i think jay balvin has the record for more most plays on like on like a video on youtube so like it's it's a really like huge time for latin music and then you combine that with being from atlanta um and it's like a huge time for music from atlanta and like you've got latin artists from like california and new york and miami and shit and then and then you've got like rappers from mexico and shit like that but you don't have latin artists from atlanta yet and there's a wave i mean you there are some out there and there, there's people who are like setting the groundworks for it but I, I feel like there's a big boot like boom of like bilingual music coming uh especially from atlanta mm -hmm. i love it love it that is yeah awesome. that was my spiel <laughs> love it. so tell me where do you see yourself and your artistry in about say five years from today um i mean i don't I don't know, man. <laughs> like, I have no idea at all. Uh, like, really, my goal is to to get to the point where I'm I'm making music and uh, and like that's my job. Like, where where like I can just like live life and 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 do like hang out with my fucking kids and and make music and um and like create and. I, anything else that comes from that like it's just it's gravy man like if i can if i can do what i love to do and get paid for it like that's that's i'm happy man there's so many people that don't have that um in the world that if i could just get to that point i feel like i would be very grateful here's a question so like okay we don't know where you want to be in five years you just know you want to be doing something you love you mentioned earlier how you got into music because you would like dissect and like really pick apart music. So even if you aren't on the rapping side, do you dibble and dabble inside of like producing or any of that stuff or? Um, so not really, not at all. Like I, 
literally the first YSL, the first song that I that I uploaded, I uploaded three months ago. Um, and like since then, I've, I've learned a lot about uh, about like recording and, and like not a, I guess I, w- I wouldn't say a lot. It's a lot compared to what I knew before, because before it was like somebody had to click the buttons for me and somebody had to do everything for me. And I, I would just like write and rap. Like, yo, like, t- tell me when you hit play and I'm a rap. Uh, so, like, now, like, putting out my own shit and having to, like, mix it and, and do shit like that, like, I'm very slowly gaining, like, an elementary level, like, amount of knowledge for all that stuff. So, um, I, I don't think I have the patience for production. Uh, like, I barely have the patience for my bare minimum ass mixing that I do <laughs> on my songs. <laughs> um so i i just like to fucking like create in that moment and like feel a vibe and capture a vibe and then just like see what happens with it um but i i mean i've definitely had to learn something because you can't you can't be putting out shit that sounds like you recorded it on on your phone and shit although you can make some pretty good tracks on your phone nowadays technology is pretty good yeah that's another thing. I feel like I feel like the era of like renting studio time is like is like ending. Like the the software and the ability to like record um on a mic and a laptop and like like here, I'm gonna I'm gonna turn my shit to like how I record all of my music. It's this little mic right here. And I've got like a shield for it, and you can get more shit and you can get fancier than this. But like, like this is all that I use that in GarageBand, and I mean, it it's like when I first started listening to my music, like I couldn't hear um, all the like minor or all the like even major imperfections. And now that I've gotten better at it, I can hear it and I can tell the difference. Um, but like, especially like the last few tracks that or like the tracks that are going on my mixtape, like, I feel like they're very clean. Um, and like, they're, now there's like AI that mixes your music for you. Um, that is like, like, it's weird to say, and I don't want to be like blasphemous, but like, like, I feel like it's gonna like take engineers out of the equation. Like if you can have a machine that makes you sound crisp and good, like, um, like a whatever you just tell it like hey fix this and it does it for you um obviously well i guess you'll still have engineers for the recording process but as far as like like mastering songs and shit like that to make sure the the edges are tight and the the sound is crisp and and rich um i feel like that's that's getting so easy that people are going to stop paying for it they're going to be like i can do this shit in my house for free or for five bucks, as opposed to paying somebody $65 an hour to do it. And that's like on the cheap end. Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, I, it definitely like gives you more opportunity to create and gives more people the opportunity to create, uh, which I think is just gonna kind of like really sharpen like the, the people who make it are gonna be people that like are really fucking talented. the truth and you you hear it ladies and gentlemen but of course this is fresco felipe and of course so felipe 
the leak, dude. Yeah, like a, like a paddock. <laughs> I, tend, I tend to botch names, botch phrases, botch I words. Yeah, it's cool. It's cool. Still, nonetheless, uh, really quickly, go ahead and tell the people where they can find you, how they can listen to you, and keep up with your journey as you continue to grow as an artist. And when is the mixtape dropping? <laughs> so uh, my goal was to drop the mixtape eleven eleven, um, and I've pre- I've pretty much got it like all wrapped up. But I want to get it into the distributor with enough time to be able to pitch it to playlists and stuff like that. Um, so like people can like have time to listen to it and see if they want to put it on any of the playlists. Um, uh, so I don't think I'm going to make that, that timeline. Uh, I definitely want to get it done in November and it's so close. Like I've just been putting in work, like tweaking songs and shit like that. Like the last like few weeks. Um, and I, it's, it's definitely coming soon. And, and like, I, I don't want to like make it seem like I'm trying to build anticipation because it's like, nobody's waiting for my fucking mixtape to drop. <laughs> nah, but like, but like, <laughs> got two right here. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. So I'm, I'm just trying to get it done as fast as possible. And like yesterday, I was mixing all day and all night, and like, I, I got to a point where I had to like step away and do something different. And I like made a brand new song from scratch and like listened to a new beat and wrote to it and shit like that, um, to kind of like escape from, from like the tediousness of of like perfecting songs. I just made a song um, and I was able to like, I actually dropped it while I thought that I was waiting on you guys when you guys were waiting on me. <laughs> um, yeah, so uh, so that's called, uh, what is it called? Hold on, give me one second. It's called For Keeps. Um, and it's funny because, uh, uh, a friend, I like caught it in their IG story. Um, like there, a girl in in the story, they were, they were toasting and the girl was doing the toast. And then he was like, and we still play for keeps. And like, it, it was when I was like, I was writing in that moment. Um, so then I was like, Playing for keys, for keys, and then I fucking I made a hook and like I I literally like recorded that wrote and recorded that song in like an hour, um last night and then today I just tweaked it a little bit and and I and I dropped it but like that shit was like a spur of the moment like very vibey kind of song and it's actually it's the first verse is in English and the second verse is in Spanish, so like if if y'all want to hear some bilingual shit like that's out now. Lit. Is it out on SoundCloud? It's out on Apple. Yeah, SoundCloud. And then so so my IG is at fresco.philippe, uh, P-H-I-L-L-I-P-E. Um, and then I've got the link in bio, and that has that that's my link tree to my SoundCloud and my Spotify and Apple Music and TikTok also. Uh, but yeah, so like I definitely drop a lot more music on, on Spotify and it's shit that like, to me, like, is, is I guess it's kind of like my throwaways, even though like, I, I like the music, but it's just things that I'm making quickly and just putting it out there and 
it doesn't sound super like ready for like mainstream music or like shit that everybody can listen to and digest and enjoy but definitely if you're into like more like off the beaten path music like the songs that i have on there are interesting and different um but yeah so like if if you want to hear all my music it's on it's on soundcloud um but yeah that's that's pretty much it all right all right well again fresco philippe philippe yes it's french thank you so so much (laughs) for joining us on past the ops and of course this is that part of the show where you know like the famous Dave Chappelle skit, it's time to wrap it up. Wrap it up, ladies and gentlemen. Y'all don't see the button, but we see the button. And we know it's time to wrap it up. So, Cuzzo, co-host, Queer Classic, go ahead and tell the people, where can they find you? You can find me on the OTS YouTube page, of course, where we post all of our amazing videos for Pass the Ops, for our, our, do we call it a sister show, a baby show, sideline show, plugged in? Kind of like a little yeah. baby sister a show. A little baby yeah. sister show plugged in, as well as all of the other OTS shows. Um, personal Instagram is Nina Soul. Nina is with two eyes. And my other podcast, What Did I Think About This Week, available on all podcast platforms, shameless plug. And um, yeah, that's where you can find me. What Did I Think About This Week? Yeah, they show that also. Fresco Philippe is featured on so much. Yes, check out that episode. (laughs) It's pretty much just like this conversation that we had today. So if you don't feel like listening to it, you don't have to. It's not the same. Don't do that. We need need them streams, baby. We need them plays. We need them plays, baby. (laughs) We need them plays. Nah, we do it for the art. We do it for the art. Do it for the the art, baby. And y'all already know, follow your boy on Instagram at Dwayne Dickey Jr. That is my hosting page. You can follow my artist page as well because much like our guest, your boy is an artist, as you already know, if you don't know already. So you can follow that if you would like at Highlight Life, H-I-L-I-T-E Life. That is Highlight Life on Twitter and Instagram. And of course, yeah, all things on Spotify. I mean, hey, man, the God the God EP is out. Like I said, we said it earlier in the What's In Your Ear segment. Y'all keep streaming that. Go out there and listen to it. It's on all the platforms everywhere, every shape and form. And of course, also got to say, Shout out to the people that's been checking us out, listening to us, and rocking with us day in, day out, weekend, start to finish, all of that. All right. So, Spotifyians out there on Spotify, you already know what to do. Make sure if you like what you heard, if you've been rocking with the show, make sure you hit that follow button. You already know. YouTubers, you already know what to do. Hit that subscribe button and that notification bell for when shows like this drop plugged in, which we try to drop for y'all on the want 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 basis you know what i'm saying kind of hitting you with the combos like that and everything else that comes on the on the sidelines ots youtube page make sure you hit that subscription so it's very important we need you we're on the road to 100 subscribers so we need your help to get there so we can make that custom url for you guys to find us a lot easier on that but in the meantime if you're wondering how do we find you if you're not already watching 
Just go to www.otsguys.com and you will find all of what you need to find for finding us and all that good stuff. And of course, like I said, Apple, Apple Podcasts, didn't forget about you guys either. Make sure you leave those five-star ratings. Make sure you leave those comments. Let us know what you think of the show, what you think of the host, what you think of us, who you are, so we can shout you out on the next episode of Pasta Ox. And yeah, oh, Six Families Radio, can't forget about you guys as well. Thank mm-hmm. you guys for tuning in and always listening live so faithfully the way that you do. So without further ado, well... I think it's time to hit some background music. That ain't it. That ain't it. I don't know. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> y'all know how we do. It's time yeah. to highlight the three of us. Yeah, and we just gonna let y'all know, people. We thank you, oh, so so much for vibing with us, riding with us, rocking with us, and ah, uh, well, you know the rest of that stuff. And that's pretty much it. But as all good things come to an end. It's time to let that hair down as you see my co-host doing now. Letting it down, letting it wild, let it fly. That mane's going, baby. You already know what it is. These dreadlocks about to get put out. So y'all might see your boy Frodo out this next week. Nonetheless, I would like to thank y'all for tuning in. And until next time, peace.